Uh, we're continuing our, our series through the chapters, and uh, I'll be building just a little bit on what Rusty talked about last week. Uh, when uh, Remember, he talked about how that Paul had these revelations, uh, and uh, uh, he talked about what that meant and uh, how it was a benefit to him and um, uh, how there was a, uh, uh, and how he tried to communicate that uh, to the church that was there in Corinth. As a continuation of that, so remember that Paul had these revelations uh, and uh, he, he was um, talking about that. But in verse 7, recall there, uh, it says, uh, uh, and, and, lest, and lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. And so uh, Paul, continuing this thought, he, uh, he says, he talks about, uh, about the revelations. He said, unless he should be exalted. So this is something that instead of puffing himself up about these revelations, uh, it, he, there was a concern here. There was a concern that Paul, Paul would think too highly of himself uh, in having these revelations. And so uh, the, the topic of tonight is going to be about this. This thorn in the flesh, Paul says here, he says, lest I should be exalted above measure, um, he said, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. There was a concern about being exalted, and Paul recognized that, and this thorn in the flesh was given to him. And so uh, when we think about uh, lest he should be exalted above measure, what does that mean? Um, that means uh, to be thought of too highly. Not very humble. Um, so it would be something that someone would think more than you are. And uh, so Paul had seen these great revelations. There, were good, there was a temptation there apparently to be filled with pride. Uh, but more than that, as other people would look at him, their perception that they would see of him, uh, they might want to exalt him higher than they should because of those revelations. And so uh, Paul said that he got this thorn in the flesh. And so lest he be exalted, unless... So he did not want to be exalted. He th thought that God gave him this thorn in the flesh or this thorn in the flesh appeared because, um, uh, uh, to, so that he would not be so exalted. Um, when you look in other places in the Bible, uh, Paul wrote to the Corinthians in the first letter he sent to him, 1 Corinthians 9 and 27, the Bible says this. It says, But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I preach to others, I myself should have become disqualified. And so... Uh, here, there are times where people could be tempted, uh, even Paul himself perhaps could even be tempted, that um, unless you bring your flesh into subjection, uh, then you can, uh, you can be exalted above uh, what you ought to, or uh, you can become prideful in, in who you are. And so, um, uh, so here in, in 1 Corinthians, Paul's talking about a discipline. We talked about what a dis discipline is. It is uh, to train or to exercise or to work yourself into, into um, uh, he's, he's, he's working on his body. That would be the flesh, right? So your body, he's not talking about his spiritual body. He's talking about his physical body. Bring it into subjection. Into subjection to what? The, uh, the spiritual part of Paul, uh, the mental part of Paul uh, that had a job to do, uh, a, a job to do for Christ. And so he's saying that he disciplines his body and he brings it into subjection into what the spiritual would have. And the reason why he does that, as mentioned here in 1 Corinthians, is so he could preach to others. 
Now, in 2 Corinthians, from our reading, the reason why he did that is because he didn't want to be exalted. He didn't want other people looking at him uh, in such a way that he would be exalted above what he should. After all, he's a servant of Christ. Okay? He's just, a, he's just another servant of Christ. And so, despite these revelations, um, his, and his ability to see those things, to know some things that others um, uh, didn't know, he didn't want to be exalted for that. Now, I think about this sometimes because sometimes you can see people who, in the body of Christ, maybe it's a, maybe it's a preacher or a teacher, uh, sometimes it's members of the, Christ, of the church, you see people who might want to be exalted, they want to exalt themselves higher than they should, higher than they should, and um, uh, they ought not to think about, they ought not to think like that. Um, they ought to... Uh, not try to exalt themselves. We're here to uh, exalt Christ. And we are here to edify one another and not ourselves. And so it's one of these, one of these things where um, Paul wanted to have, have the right frame of mind. And when you look at, you've heard this verse before, uh, in James 4 and 10, uh, the Bible says this, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Now we've had entire uh, sermons on this. I'm not going to cover this a whole lot, but... Just recall to your attention that we are to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. And it's He who does the lifting up. It's He who does the lifting up. And so uh, the exaltation, we're not to exalt ourselves. It doesn't say exalt yourself in the sight of the Lord. We're to humble ourselves. And so uh, Paul, Paul had this concern that he, he, he would be exalted by others in a way that was beyond the measure uh, that he, he should get. And uh, uh, I also think that there's a part of him that he understood that he did not want to exalt themselves. Now, um, there are times in Paul's career, you notice when he was zealous about the works that he would do before he became a Christian. I think in some way you could be proud of what he did until he found out it was wrong. And just thinking about uh, uh, what he's trying to say here, he wants to be in his place. Uh, a servant of Christ, humble, humble to others. And uh, that would make him more effective as a teacher and preacher to the church at Corinth here and to you and I today as well. But lest I be exalted. Also think about this. <clears throat> so what was it that helped keep him hum uh, 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 more, uh, more humble or humble to the measure that he should be? The Bible says, the middle here says, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. Now I thought about this. Uh, and you look at this and you say, what is this thorn in the flesh? Uh, I will tell you that word thorn literally means stake. Okay? Literally means stake. Now, this is one of those things in the Bible where you say, uh, so last week Rusty talked about the, the three heavens. And what does that mean? Um, I'll give you a super short study on the thorn. Uh, and it's going to be extremely short. And the reason why is because for the most part, we, nobody knows what that really is. I'll give you... Uh, an idea what it, what I think it is, but I, um, I can't take it very far at all other than what the Bible says. So we know he was given a thorn. It was in the flesh, and it was given to Paul, and the word thorn means stake. Now, I got a picture of a, a tent stake here, and I know, I know some of you guys like to tent, uh, like, to, like, to, like to camp. Some of you guys don't, don't tent camp, okay? Um, but when you go tent camping and you have a stake, the stake, you put it in the ground so that you're your tent won't blow away, okay? It's to hold it down, um, and you have to pierce the ground with it, okay? Um, and so when you think about this, a stake in the flesh was given. It was something that um, 
that that uh, that really, I mean, all, all, it's maybe it's something that would help ground him ground, uh, ground him spiritually, uh, but more than that, really, we don't know um, uh, beyond that. It's just something that was in his flesh. Now, there's another time that. Um, uh, Paul talks about a trial in the flesh, Galatians 4 and 14. Uh, it says, And my trial was in my flesh, and you do not despise or reject, but you receive me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. Um, so once again, I think it was in his body. Uh, if I was conjecturing on this, I'm, uh, I believe that this was a physical uh, thorn that he got. It was a physical stake, if you will. Uh, he, got, he had something wrong in the flesh, something um, uh, that uh, that uh, he got, and other than that, there's not much we can say. Not much I can say. I believe it was a physical ailment of some type, but beyond that, um, it's just speculation. And uh, if you ever find out more, let me know. But I, I would challenge you to find that. It, it might be a, a a long search that you're on. Um, I liken it up to this. Sometimes there are things in the Bible uh, that we don't find the answer to. And uh, sometimes that can bother you. So I want to comfort you with this. In the Old Testament, it says this in Deuteronomy 29 and 29. The Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Now we know what we've been given in the Bible is complete. It's enough to make a, us a mature Christian to do what we have to do to please God. And, you know, there are some things that may be in there that uh, we don't know what they are. We just don't know. And there are secret things that God knows. And um, that's enough. We have to be okay with that. And so I believe the thorn in the flesh is one of these things. Specifically, uh, we just can't say a whole lot about it. Um, other than maybe that's a secret that we, can, uh, we don't know right now. And, um, and, we, and we won't find because... Um, to my knowledge, there's not enough information in the Bible to determine exactly what it was. But we do know the purpose of it. We do know the purpose, and that was to keep Paul from being too exalted. And that's enough for our lesson tonight. Um, also out of verse 7, um, the passage says that, there was, that this thorn of the flesh was a messenger of Satan to buffet him. Now, to buffet something means to wear down. Wear down, which is in line with not exalting yourself, you know, to wear one down. So we do know that this thorn in the flesh uh, was something that was a messenger of Satan uh, to, to, to wear Paul down and uh, kind of knock, to knock him down a, a notch, right? And I, I do believe that, that, that it, uh, it succeeded uh, in, in doing that. And when one is reminded of uh, an, an ailment or weakness in the flesh, you, you sometimes are reminded that you are mortal and uh, that uh, uh, and that your days here on this earth are numbered. And uh, because of that, you'll act differently. Uh, you'll you'll act as uh, you'll act with haste and zeal. And uh, you also it, it'll keep you from being too prideful um, for uh, for uh, for these ailments. Eventually, they do come to us all. They do come to us all. But. Uh, this was a messenger of Satan. Now, in light of this, what does it mean to have this messenger of Satan? Uh, what does that mean? So I'm just going to explore this a little bit. Um, you might recall in the book of Job that, um, that Satan, uh, 
there's this conversation between God and Satan and that God had placed a hedge around uh, Job uh, and uh, out of this challenge, uh, God lifted this hedge. He lifted some protection from Job. And so when that happened, Satan was able, Satan was able to do certain things to Job, okay, physically. And the Bible says in Job 2 and 7, it says, So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Now, um, think about a thorn in the flesh. Uh, Job, Job ended up with a lot of ailments, he a lot of physical things. Uh, he, he, he took losses. Um, it, it, it was sad and it was painful, right? Uh, in the moment it was. But notice here it says, So Satan went out. Who struck Job with the painful boils? This is kind of important, I think. God didn't strike him with boils. Satan did. It was Satan who did this. And uh, likewise, when you compare that to what Paul was saying, that the thorn in the flesh, whatever it was, uh, was a messenger. It was something from Satan. Okay, It was something from Satan. God had sometimes allowed Satan to inflict uh, bodily suffering uh, upon men. Notice another instance. Uh, in Luke 13 and 16, uh, there was a woman uh, who had um, a problem standing up straight. She, she was having a, a problem, and Jesus healed her. And uh, there was some controversy about he, this healing on the Sabbath. And out of Luke 13 and 16, notice this. So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? And uh, who, bound, who, who bound her? And um, this was a physical ailment that she had. Uh, but I believe uh, this, this is kind of in line with what we see. Uh, Satan was the messenger for the thorn, delivering the thorn of flesh with Job. Um, he departed from the presence of the Lord and struck uh, Job with boils. Uh, and Satan bound uh, this woman in some way. And um, uh, so just thinking through uh, when, we, when, when we think of uh, um, how, how these people were struck, uh, these ailments seem to come from Satan. And um, uh, just in these three cases, I can't say for every, I'm just saying that in these instances, the Bible says that these were occurring. And Paul specifically said that this thorn in the flesh was a messenger of Satan. And um, uh, so it was coming from uh, 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 evil himself uh, in Satan, the deceiver. <clears throat> in verse 8, uh, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. So whatever this thorn in the flesh was, Paul, uh, Paul asked for it to go. And maybe you've asked for something. If you've been sick or we have a prayer request, we ask sometimes for physical ailments to go. And uh, oftentimes, uh, sometimes I think that's when people's prayer life all of a sudden gets better, right? Um, uh, you, you, maybe you don't pray to God very much, but when things get bad, we humble ourselves before God and and uh, all of a sudden, we, we, we realize our mortality and, uh, or, or our sickness and suffering or the sickness and suffering of others. And uh, we plead. That's a beg. So he begged with the Lord, not just once, but three times, that this thorn in the flesh would go away. And uh, uh, this was a fervent prayer, I believe. If you're begging God, uh, that's a fervent type of prayer. And that's what he was asking. <clears throat> in verse 9, uh, this is God's answer. Uh, and he said to me, 
My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. This is an answer from God to his, uh, to, to his prayer. Now, God did not answer Paul's prayer, I think, in the way that Paul wanted. Remember, he begged. He begged three times uh, for this thorn in the flesh to be removed. But I believe that God answered his prayer uh, that was best, according, or best for Paul. And um, um, I do believe that God gave Paul the power to, or the strength to bear it. Uh, and it was something that, lest, like he said, lest I be exalted, he had been given, given that. And um, on the latter part of this, he said, most gladly I'd rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ might rest upon me. So I think Paul recognized um, that God's answer wasn't, wasn't what he was asking for. However, uh, God was answering his prayer, and he told him, my grace is sufficient for you. I want us to think for a moment about the grace that you and I have received in Jesus Christ. And what, what grace did Christ give us? What grace did God give us? And think about the cross for a moment. Think about the cross. And think about the type of weakness that Paul had here with this thorn in the flesh. You know, there was a reminder to Paul that that, that flesh is weak. There's a thorn in it. Kept him humble. But... It kept him, uh, it kept, I think it kept him focused spiritually. He didn't exalt himself. And uh, in this response here, uh, Paul is also saying, he's, he's saying, gladly I would rather boast in my infirmities. That's his weaknesses. That's his uh, physical ailments, the things that are wrong with him, uh, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So he would be more effective uh, teaching the, the Corinthians to stand apart from these other false apostles uh, with this weakness in the flesh uh, for all the reasons that we mentioned earlier. And for us, I, I, believe, uh, God, I believe God answers the prayers of His children. Uh, that would be us as Christians. I think sometimes, uh, I think sometimes he, he might give us what we request. I think sometimes He says no. Um, I think sometimes He... Uh, Answers in a different way, as in the case of Paul in this context. But I do believe that God does always answer uh, prayers in the best interest of Christians. Um, uh, I think he also answers them according to his infinite wisdom. Um, and if you notice with me Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, the uh, Bible does say, and we do know that all things work together for good for those that love God to those that are according, called according to his purpose. And you can find uh, the, the prayer, uh, uh, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. There's, there's a lot we can pray for, and I believe that it does avail much, but God will answer in his own infinite wisdom. Um, I heard, a, I heard a, a super analogy on this, and I'm going to do my best to share it with you. Uh, Andrew and I were talking the other day, and she was telling me about this and saying, um, People were going through some things in life. And uh, the comment there was, uh, God, uh, I'll tell you what. I, uh, you gave me this uh, oil or lard, and I don't like it. It tastes awful. It's too, it's too fatty. It makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, how can I eat this that you give me? 
and um, uh, part of that analogy. Uh, next, uh, that person got some flour, and they eat it, and they say, Lord, this stuff is too chalky and dry in my mouth. Why do, why do I have this? And then uh, next, they got some eggs, and they're thinking, man, this is really slimy. This doesn't taste very good. Why can't we just cook it, and uh, it'll taste better? And a little bit of milk, and they, you know, thank you for some relief. That's not so bad, right? Uh, so you think about these things, uh, but altogether, when you mix them together, you get bread. And the comments on that is, uh, without all these things that, uh, that you've given me, I couldn't make bread. And maybe you've ha had a time in your life where you've gone through something really tough and it's been really hard. Your thorn of the flesh, if you will. And you go through it and you say, man, I don't understand. This is, this is, this is really bad. This is terrible. What am I supposed to learn from this? And maybe later in life you recognize that maybe it was something that kept you from exalting yourself, but maybe it's something that you get to share with others so your impact on other people can be better. Uh, you've gone through something really tough, but you can say, I know what it's like to lose this kind of person in your life. If you have someone in your family that's died, you can say, I lost my brother. Let me tell you what happened about that. I lost my spouse. This is what happened. I had this medical ailment, and let me tell you what it was like for me to go through that. And, and in that moment, you can share a story with someone, and maybe it opens the door for you to share the gospel and to help someone else be a better Christian, to persevere, that you can get through it because you're not alone anymore. And I feel like, um, likewise, it can be like that uh, 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 when it comes to uh, just things in life. And I think for Paul, um, uh, his, his thorn in the flesh was like that. It was part of, it was an ingredient uh, that it took for him to be able to impact the church at Corinth and to have the influence he could to set him apart from the, uh, from the uh, other false apostles. And uh, uh, likewise, that practical experience, you think of, uh, things working together for good. You may not see it now, uh, but I encourage you to, to have this attitude that Paul had that it could be something that is baking together for the good for you to be able to do a better work uh, for, for God. Uh, and so I just want to encourage you in that uh, to, that, that uh, uh, may not taste real good right now, but, um, uh, but in the future it, it's, it, it could be something working together for good. And keep praying for that. Uh, and if God answers your prayer and says no, maybe good for a good reason that you can't fathom yet. We will trust his infinite wisdom, uh, for he is God. Last verse, verse 10. The Bible says, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, in thinking through this for a moment, Paul Remember, Paul prayed three times for this thorn in the flesh. He prayed to God for that uh, to be relieved of him. The answer was no. Uh, he, the Lord's grace was sufficient uh, for him. So I don't think it was fun for him to have this thorn in the flesh. This is another thing we learned about it. I don't think it was a fun experience. Otherwise, he wouldn't have prayed for it to go away. So physically, uh, whatever, this, whatever this was, it, it, he wanted it to go. He's not saying that that part was a pleasure. But what he's saying is, for Christ's sake, there was a pleasure. Because he says, in reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses. Um, uh, he's saying, for Christ's sake, uh, he takes pleasure. Why? Because when he was weak, 
uh, he was strong, I think, in Christ, right? He could be strong for Christ. He could be effective. He could be effective in the church at Corinth based on, uh, be, because of this infirmity. Now, notice infirmities here. The thorn in the flesh, thorn in the flesh uh, was singular. Makes me think about that just for a moment. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at the Bible, wonder what might be meant there. Um, but I think he's making this generalization now that when, when you have some type of infirmity, now infirmity means a weakness, it's a sickness or a frailty. That's what that means. When that happens, the pleasure isn't strictly in the infirmity, but it might be that at the end of this, uh, or for some cause, uh, then because of your weakness in that moment, in, you can be strong for Christ. You can be strong. And um, uh, in this case, it was strong enough to, uh, to have an impact on, on uh, convincing and teaching the, uh, the church at Corinth. And then even today for us, I think uh, we can be strong in those instances for uh, the same reasons I talked about earlier, the things you may go through life that you can share with someone. You have a testimony um, that you've gone through. A few things here. Reproach. That word reproaches, uh, that means injuries. Uh, in some cases, some people might say it means uh, an insult. An insult, but uh, injuries is what that mean. means. Um, that word needs, uh, that's a hardship. So think of it like a physical hardship, some type of hardship you're going through. Um, and uh, if you need a coat uh, in the middle of winter, that means you have a hardship. It's a hardship because it's cold without a coat, right? Um, persecutions, uh, that literally means, uh, I think he's meaning here that as an affliction, or an affliction because he is a uh, follower of, of Christ. But that's what that means uh, when someone persecutes you. Uh, they've, they've picked you out. In particular, Christians in the first century, they were picked out. Paul was one of them. He picked out Christians uh, to bind them and to put them to death, and he was consenting to Stephen's death. And so now him as a Christian, he's subject to some persecution here. Um, distresses, uh, that means anxiety. Uh, it's a concern of the mind, uh, probably because of these injuries and persecution. But Paul was saying when he's, he's, when he's weak in his own strength, uh, he is strong uh, uh, in, uh, spiritually in Christ. And so just wanted to uh, comment on that. And I would encourage you a few things here. Philippians 4, verse 13. I think Paul thought this, and part of why he said all these things. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, when you're just eating the lard or you're just eating the... The, the flour or just eating just just eating something that doesn't taste real good right now your thorn in the flesh uh, remember that that you can do things through Christ um, at the end of this things are working together for good spiritually and eternally uh, we are, and stay faithful don't give up don't give up and keep doing what what God has asked us to do um, we must learn uh, don't trust in yourself but trust in God. And I think that we do that when we, when we look at the things we can do through Christ. And it's His strength in us. Um, and Deuteronomy 23 and verse 5 says this. It says, But the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you, because the Lord your God loves you. In context, this was um, they were not to take bread from messengers of Balaam, um, which would be a false god. Um, thinking about this, you might go hungry. But there's a benefit from you and even generations uh, down the road 
uh, if, if you don't take bread from these guys. And that's, they were told not to. And so, um, uh, but what did God say about that? He said, but the Lord your God turned the curse, so the curse of hunger perhaps, into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. So in rejecting some physical benefit here, uh, they received a spiritual one. And it's because the Lord your God loves you. If you hang with the wrong company, um, you eat with the wrong people in some cases, right? I'm not saying you never have dinner with sinners. That was like the lesson last week, um, that which Jesus did. But um, if the Lord tells you not to do something and you don't do it, and physically uh, you suffer something, a distress, uh, something like that, like Paul did, then um, uh, recognize that there's a blessing. Uh, there's, it could be a blessing on the other end of that, and there will be. Uh, uh, because the Lord God our loves us. And uh, I know there's a song out there, you know, sometimes we think about prayers like Paul had and they weren't answered. And, um, you know, sometimes we need to thank God for the unanswered prayers too. We need to thank God when he says no. Because uh, you can end up in some places. Maybe, uh, maybe there's someone that uh, in life you said, man, if I would have hung with that person, uh, man, where would I, where would I put it, would have been? What kind of influence would they have been on me, right? I mean, think about it and uh, where you could be. And um, uh, if, uh, if all your prayers were answered in a way that you thought at the time was good, but um, just recognize God loves us. And sometimes what we think is a curse at the time is really a blessing in the long run. So a few lessons learned, uh, just recapping. God's strength is shown in our weaknesses, uh, just like it was in Paul's. Uh, I encourage you to stay humble. Uh, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Uh, just remember that uh, our mortality, and uh, uh, think that way, it can help keep you humble. Um, and whatever thorn of the flesh you're, you're facing can help keep you humble. Um, God may not, may not answer a prayer like we expect, and that's okay. Trust his infinite wisdom. Uh, pray and then do what he's asked us to do. Thinking that in the end, our God loves us. Uh, after all, he gave his only begotten son. Okay. Uh, he'll see you through and he'll keep his promises. Uh, but you be faithful unto death. And uh, if he doesn't answer your prayer like you expect, that's okay. Um, the weak body uh, can work together uh, for Christ's strength and for Christ's glory. And uh, certainly that's what happened for Paul uh, he was a vessel uh, to preach the word and that thorn in the flesh uh, the messenger of Satan in the end was even uh, useful for good uh, according to God's purpose and so I hope that's been helpful I hope it's uh, encouraged you uh, if you have something you're struggling with in life maybe your thorn in the flesh is today it's something that you, you, uh, you feel is overcoming you. Um, maybe uh, uh, sin is, you're overtaken in sin. Maybe you need to obey the gospel. We're going to invite you to come forward. We're going to take a few moments to sing a song. This is an open invitation uh, to come and make your needs known as we stand and sing this song.